will come out, will come to play. Just for recreation, sick to pass the time away. Lots of fun, heaps of fun, enjoy yourself today. Not Melbourne boys are hard to beat when they come out to play. So join in the chorus, sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. Greetings, North fans. Welcome to the Sterner Look, the unofficial podcast for the North Melbourne Football Club. Joining me, Greg, or LeGrill, as I'm known on Big Footy, is the godfather of the podcast, Ken Grews Forever, or Ben, as he's known in the real world. Oh, thanks, thanks for the kind intro. I am a big fan of the Godfather film, so I'll appreciate the reference. Number three was pretty average, to be oh, honest. That was shocking. Anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we also have the architect of the Great Mountain Dew Swindle of 2007, Quivery. <laughs> good evening, guys. Well, good morning, guys. <laughs> and in keeping up our efforts to maintain inter-board Relations, we have a special guest joining us from the slopes of Mount Buller, Maximum Gornage. Uh, good day, guys. Good day, mate. Thanks for coming on, mate. Okay, we're going to go into a bit of a warm up with a word association. Now, uh, who would like to go first? Oh, uh, okay, <laughs> does again. Okay, Ben. All right. Kale Hooker. Flog. <laughs> Daisy Thomas Injured Daisy Pierce Forehead <laughs> that's, Yes that's, that's, Sam Durden Gun Jack Watts Improving yeah, Okay, fair enough uh, Quiv Yes Josh Williams all right. <laughs> Cameron Pedersen. Um, <laughs> well, the obvious one that comes to mind is pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> Melbourne now, I guess. She's <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Max, um, uh, sorry, Magic Door. Spray. <laughs> okay, this one is a North Melbourne and Melbourne alumni, Alastair Clarkson. North Melbourne coach, all one word. I'll let it, I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, and your final one, Clayton Oliver. Diver. <laughs> okay. Gornich, you ready, mate? Yeah. Range Rovers. Shit. <laughs> ben Cunnington. <laughs> My name Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Jetta. Not the best Jetta. <laughs> Not as good as Nev. Jordan Lewis. Uh, sniper. Jordan Gisbert. I don't have anything for it. Yeah, Spud. Spud. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, now we're suitably warmed up. Um, we'll go into thumbs up, thumbs down. Quip, do you want to kick us off, mate? Yes, I can. Um, so just one like. For me, as is normal, um, really love the look of our team this week, especially the team that was playing the first three quarters. We get the fitness and games into them. I'm, I'm very excited for that. 
Um, a big dislike this week is it is the great Sean Atley's 150th game, but you wouldn't know it. The club has not done any promo work. There's no jumper, special jumper. There's no special hat. There's not even a damn badge. Oh, this guy <laughs> is a future Brownlow medalist, and <laughs> we can't even celebrate his 150th game. Come on, North. You're better than that. Does that qualify him for life membership? Yes. Well, it's another 50, I think, isn't it? No, it's 150 because Lockie got so. one last year. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Cool. 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 Is that yeah, it? That is it for me. Okay, no worries. Uh, ben? Well, I'm surprised Quiv didn't push for the club for another jumper. You probably would have bought it straight away and all of them. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's why he doesn't probably have much money. Uh, thumbs up. Zerha, another year. That's great. And Flying Dutch from Bruce. It's fantastic. Thumbs down. Declan Watson doing his ACL at training of all places. That's... And the other thumbs down. Probably Sam Leclerc. If that's... Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Um, <laughs> basically, his Twitter spat and using a few ways he shouldn't have on Twitter and his battle against Greg or LeGrill. It was a bit interesting, that shit fight, let's just say that. So, apologise about the swearing. I know you guys made a note of it last week. <laughs> but that's all I've got. Fair enough. I mean, just on that very quickly, I just want to forget about it. It was a... It was an ugly incident. Anyway, Maximum. Yeah. What have you got for us, mate? I think, oh, thumbs up. Well, we're going in unchanged this week, so that's always a good sign. Yeah. And oh, thumbs down for the last 16 games against you, your team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch on that at some point in the um, preview. But, um, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's a fair while ago, isn't it? 2006, to be exact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't say anything. Um, okay, but uh, for me, uh, sort of what, um, just to sort of double up on what uh, Quiz said, I think a big thumbs up for us was that, was our, our game on Saturday, but not only, not just the team, but actually the playing style. I thought we played really attractive, really quick footy. I mean, okay, it wasn't always always um, uh, executed as well as it could have been, but I think you can certainly see where the club was trying to go with it. I thought it was, I thought it was, um, yeah, really, really, really good. And all things considered, keeping in mind that we were decimated by injuries, so it was um, very encouraging. But another thumbs up I had was North Melbourne has flagged its intentions to play most, if not all, of their VFL games at Arden Street next year, as per Paul Amy on Twitter, which I think that's just a great thing for the romantic in me. And my thumbs down was the injury to Declan Watson. As um, Ben Ben stated earlier, it's a real shame to see a young player go through that. Um, that's going to basically take him out to the end of next year, which is obviously his contract year as well. So I hope everything works out for him. Um, my other thumbs down was the constant talk of tanking, which will dovetail straight into the issue of the week. Um, I suppose my issue with the talk of tanking is that it just seems like a very lazy topic to put out there. I think a lot of things need to be considered about 
when you think, well, are Nortangi or not? And a lot of them are pretty obvious. The first one, obviously, being the the injury list. It was almost a case of we played twenty four, um, sorry, twenty two players that were fit. Um, on top of that, I mean, you've got uh, Todd Goldstein and uh, Lindsay Thomas's form probably warranted being dropped, and that was that was echoed from many media outlets prior to happening. So I'm not sure where they, at one moment they're saying, oh yeah, we've got to drop Goldie, blah, 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 blah. And then when we do so, they're saying, you know, we're tanking. It just seems like a really, a really, again, a really lazy sort of comment. Um, but also on top of that, people need to think of the, um, expectations at the beginning of the year every media outlet thought we were a top uh, sorry a bottom four side and even with the injuries we've shown a lot this season but the expectation is we're probably in line with their expectations at the moment and finally obviously the age profile one minute again the media are spruiking well it need they're they're an old Retirement village, they need young players. We do that and we still can't win. It's frustrating as a supporter to hear these comments and to even val- well, have, it, have that idea validated by presenting it in the media. It just seems as though the media have their whipping boys and unfortunately at the moment North Melbourne happens to be one of them. Um, do you have any thoughts, Ben? No, there's not much more I could probably add on top of that. Obviously, the injury list and people being a bit lazy in the media. But while we've got a Melbourne guest on here, I just want to talk about tanking as an issue. Does it? What kind of impact did tanking have on Melbourne as a club? I know you guys unofficially didn't tank, but even talk of that probably affected the crying culture at Melbourne for a little while. So I just want to get Mac yeah. Gornish's thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it just set us back for many years, like until Paul Roos came in. Um, it's pretty much they were getting the players to play to lose, to play to win. But so, I don't think North are tanking. So I'd know. Yeah, it's certainly something interesting because it's natural you go back to the Melbourne, even Carlton tanking, the tanking years. They did it for year on year and year. But. Even throwing captaincy onto young players and stuff like that, just quite playing players in stupid positions, it would have set your culture back a fair way. And that's probably why you had such you had to bring in Paul Ruse in the end. Mm. It's certainly interesting. Right, anything else? Quiz, you got anything, Tad? <laughs> um, I disagree with you. I think we are tanking, or at least I hope we are. Otherwise, I'm worried. But um, I think we're much better than what our ladder position says. Um, and I, I think we are deliberately trying to get a low pick. So you don't think the in- injuries that have um, crueled our season so far have any impact? Oh, look, injuries um, are horrible. Um, in, in essence, I'd say they've helped us in being able to disguise it a bit better. It's an interesting uh, point of view. I mean, I, uh, I mean I, I, I'm still shocked. I see people saying that our season ended six weeks ago or something. Our season ended before it even began this year. Was, this season was a write-off from 
day one, in my opinion. So if, if finishing as low as possible but still being competitive wasn't the goal, I'd be shocked. So you don't you don't really think that um, sort of what, what um, Max was uh, um, talking about in terms of developing a culture um, is is affected by that or? Uh, no, no. Most of the team, a lot of the kids, they've been in a winning culture and didn't get the ultimate prize. They, they've got the hunger to get it, surely, even more because they got, you know, two games of, within two games of getting there. Um, that'll drive them and the new kids will drive off that. I, I reckon just for this one year, it'll be fine. Okay. All right. That's an interesting point. Um, has anyone got anything to add? <laughs> no, not really. There's not much more to be added. Unless you've got something. Okay, fair enough. No, all right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. A lot of experience. That's part of my uh, reasoning for this season was over before it began. It was, we were never going to make finals or definitely or not definitely do any not damage, damage, damage in there. So uh, I'm happy to let it let this year be a write-off. Okay, fair enough. Okay, moving very quickly to the VFL. Uh, Werribee went down by 45 points to Box Hill on the weekend. Obviously, this game had a little bit of extra interest because Todd Goldstein was uh, demoted to the twos. Um, and looking purely on a stats basis, it appears that he really pretty much broke even with Mark Pitonet. Um Pitternet had 49 hitouts to Goldie's 52, but had 14 disposals to Goldstein's eight. Um, it's not particularly painting a picture uh, um, that he'll be back in the ones based off that effort. Um, a lot no. of the, I'll just a lot Pitt, of Pitternet is a pretty average ruckman, so <laughs> that to happen. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a lot of the feedback from um, the website and the Werribee website was that uh, Goldstein had a very good game. Um, obviously, not seeing the game, being in WA, it's a bit difficult to, to comment. I mean, I'm only looking at a stat sheet, but that doesn't inspire any particular feeling of um, that uh, Goldstein's going to get back to what he was. Well, I mean, okay, it's one one performance, but it's a bit alarming. Well, the fact that we picked Pruce off from what three weeks off from VFL, we picked him straight away. That tells you what the coach is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiv? No, nothing. <laughs> you got anything, Quiv? No, we might have dropped out. Gornich, you got anything? <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested to hear from an opposition standpoint. How much? What, what do you think he's worth? In the market. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think we take that and run at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's playing himself um, into a uh, into a situation where. He's basically going to be what gets a pick upgrade. I think it'll be Goldstein in the second for a first or something like that. Even then, it'll be a late uh, first. Um, yeah, it's it's just so disappointing to see a great player 
go through such a bad patch of form so quickly. And yes, I think he is probably marked harder on the fact that we know what he can do. But it's really disappointing. I hope, I mean, I would love it if he got back to his full form and start for North again. But at this stage of the season, this has come at the wrong point for North and for himself, in my opinion. Yeah, we just should be thankful. At least we've got Pruce as a backup, which is he's in the Mumford mop. Mold and he's actually got aggression, which is very rare for our Ruckman to have of late. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I mean, yes, that is true. And everything about Braden Pruce's performances at AFL level so far have been very, very encouraging. But my concern is can he do that week in, week out, which is obviously what we're going to need if, um, if Goldie does leave. It all depends um, on whether Daw can hold his spot on the side. And as a ruck forward, no. As a ruck, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the I think Majak was definitely, well, ju- judged by last week's game, a lot better on the ball. I think he, I think he is a natural ruckman. I don't think he's particularly a, uh, a permanent forward or, or a person that would um, spend a majority of the game in the forward line. Well, the percentages um, will be a bit different too because Daw doesn't have the tank and Bruce doesn't quite have the tank as well. So I'd say the rucking will be 60-40 instead of like 70-30 or 80-20 if Goldie was in the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just looking at the stats from last week, he basically broke even again with Bell Chambers. And if, if we can get that out of him, that's that's not too bad. Yeah. So just Manageable. while we've got Gornage on here, have you seen Gorn to you? Been out for most. I think he started to find his touch again last week. So in terms of your ruck stocks, are you going to actually look at getting anyone in, or is it Spencer still injured? What's the case there? Well, Spencer's back, but yeah, he's playing DFL, and I think that we've named Pedersen as emergency off where Spencer's at, free agents. So. You'll probably you reckon at the end of the season. They say if he doesn't sign, yeah, I think he might. Mm-hmm. You think he has value to? Does he have value? Like, is he well regarded at the club, or is it pretty much they think, you know, he's not got much, or <laughs> pretty well liked in that? Yeah, it's just yeah. It's always difficult for a ruck, I think. Coming up, yeah, with Gorn coming up in that, yeah, I don't think there's really a spot for Spencer. He can't really play for. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I think we'll just uh, go dive straight into the review for last week. Obviously, in all, a pretty encouraging game. I mean, yes, they got hold of us late in the game. Um, but, you know, a 27-point loss after all those injuries and with the late change of Tarrant, I don't think we can be too disappointed with that. But um, for me, Ben Brown was clearly best on ground. Um, other good performers, I thought, were Sam Durden, Luke McDonald, and probably um, Scott Thompson. What did you think, Ben? Yeah, well, Scott Thompson, I was, I was very impressed with. But I was actually I was surprised how much Durden was set marking and the fact that even guys like Nielsen, even Josh Williams as a defender, they all play in front to intercept the ball, which is 
something not quite taught in young developing teams that were taught to intercept, play forward in front of the opponent and rebound off them. So I'm actually quite yeah. bothered by yeah. that. And to see Durden take, what, six, seven, eight intercept marks, whatever it was, that's f- fantastic for third, fourth, yeah. Emma, because we need him uh, to come along. Yeah. And one person I did forget to mention was obviously Taylor Garner. Uh, 25 disposals, 10 marks, and seven tackles. If we can get that every week from him. And a good, very good goal as well. Yeah. He's... But getting back to... Uh... Oh, sorry. Uh, go, Ben. I was just saying with Garner, he needs to develop that tank because, unfortunately, we might not get that consistent. If he can do that, if that 20 to 22 disposals are off half forward with Hovrat, then it's something to work with for next year and sorts out half forward for us, which is a bit of a black hole for North Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I think he's perfect for our needs in that respect. Um, but, I mean, looking at the stat sheet, everybody contributed. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to include Nick Larkey in that comment. Um, <laughs> it was oh, – it was – it was um, – it was a, really he feels hard a little to watch. Oh, absolutely. He um, he was getting to so, so many good positions and, you know, on the end of, like, his leading was actually quite good, but I think he was just not ready. But, I mean, even then, you know, that's the best zero, percent, uh, zero possession game I've seen. So well, I think there's a lot to build on. It's like, um, the Ma- like the Max Warren one disposal game at Brisbane. <laughs> I would put it to you that this was a better performance. <laughs> oh, it's a pretty big call. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one other thing I took from the game, which I really loved, was um, Josh Williams getting a goal with his first kick. I always, I always like to see that. Um, and I don't think North have had many of them recently. I think maybe the one before might have been Lee Harding. Oh, jeez, that's going back, Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to add, Quiv? No, um, I think that says pretty much all I was going to say. Um, I, I, I agree with all of them, and especially the sentiment from Nick Larkey. That's, you don't wish a, a zero-touch game uh, for anybody in your own team, that's for sure. So, And sad to see him dropped. I would have liked to see him just get another shot. But, yeah. Yeah, sending back to PFL, his confidence is probably down. Um, other than that, not really much to add. Sean Atley had another good game, just building and building and building. Uh, Garner, best game of his seat, probably career, really. Um, Thompson in some nice form. Aaron Mullet in that nice running goal that I that I so enjoy. Um, <laughs> uh, and the game itself went exactly as I thought. I thought we'd stick with them. For you know, two and a half to three quarters, and we did, and then their experience kicked in, and they ran away with it. So it's, uh, I don't know, I, I thought that was a pretty good game. Just okay. before yep. we move on, I just want to ask Gornage about Melbourne's pretty good season. Did you expect Melbourne to finish as highly as they are at the moment? Um, I don't know. I thought we'd finish just outside the eight. I wasn't expecting finals or anything like that, but. Yeah, this. Well, you could potentially finish top four as well as you're going if you continue your good form. Yeah, we could all do that, or we could finish 10th or 11th. You just don't know what to expect from the Ds. 
Yeah, well, I think that's, yeah, I mean, that from the media at least has been the big knock, you know, the every time they think that, yep, you're ready and you've arrived, there's, there's a game that you dropped that you probably shouldn't have. But, I mean, in the games that I've seen, I think you've got an app, you've got a really good core there. Like, you know, you've got, I mean, Oliver, okay, diving side is, is seems to be a really, you've got a good one there. I mean, Petrarca, I would love it north. Yeah, absolute gun. Gorn coming back from injury. <laughs> I mean, Jeddah, Salem, they, you can just it's skill. Yeah. yeah, and there's play, and they've all got skill. Like, it's, there's not really any scrubbers there anymore, which is, um, I don't know, I could, I could be assuming things, but probably quite nice from your point of view. Yeah, half decent team again. <laughs> yeah, no scrubbers. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, anyway, I mean, and that's not even talking about players like Viney and Nathan Jones, obviously a bit injured at the moment, but um, yeah, no, and Jesse Hogan coming back after his scare, his health scare. It's, it's um, you know, probably not a bad team to hit your wagon to if you're looking for that, but obviously not as good as North, but yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> now they've done well. Paul Ruiz did a fantastic job with that list. He he knew exactly what he was building for Simon Goodwin, and they coordinated that very well over a number of years. So it's credit to him, and they yeah in the position that they're at now. Just on Goodwin, Max. Um, what's your thoughts? I mean, from the you know from an opposition point of view, he seems like a very very clued in football brain. He communicates well. Um, obviously demands the players get get stuck in. And I think that that's my perception. Is that how he's seen by your lot? Yeah, I think that is. Yeah, he gets the players to buy in. And yeah. also he has a few different game plans. So plan A is not working. He'll try. He's not afraid to try things. Yep, yep. Like it doesn't always come off, but... Yeah, well, when, when something's not working, at least you're trying something, and that's, and I think that's a that's always a good thing to see. Oh, Kido, has anyone got anything else about the game? Do we want to talk about the spray, or do we want to leave? No, it? there's nothing it's... really about the spray. There's nothing in it. We all know Mad Jack's a bit soft. He's not naturally aggressive. <laughs> well, soft in the sense that he's not yeah. aggressive at the contest, which is what we want to see him. He's built like Tarzan. Good me. I haven't even seen it. I I must have missed it during the game, oh. and I haven't watched any footage of it. Well, basically, the lip reading was show some effing aggression, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, or come down there and show it to you. <laughs> oh shit! That's that's good. I like that. That's a, that's well, swinging Brad Scott back in favour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, three more years because of the spray. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a lot of bad favour to work off. Well, okay, we can put that. We'll put that as a KPI for his next com- <laughs> um, his next uh, contract. Jeez, um, KPI, that's must- the Richmond of you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I've, I've actually been dealing with it at work all day today. So, um, but yes, you know he must have one mega spray per game at least. Should be peel the contract. Paper. <laughs> <laughs> Except to Sean Early. <laughs> oh, Sean's a golden child. Quiver spoken. You're back on. You're fully back on. You've 
In fact, make sure I'm captain. <laughs> well, he, you know, he's senior player. It's not the worst idea. I think um, our fantasy land can uh, stay there for now. And we'll go on to the questions. Uh, we've got one, got a few actually from Disc. Um, and his first one is um, after this game, especially if White leaves, um, I'm assuming he means going forward, why wouldn't we play Madge in the ruck, Goldie in the forward line? And then somebody rotating to relieve Madge. I'm assuming that what he's getting at there is he's saying play Goldie as a permanent forward, which I think's a bit. No, I think that. No. no. I think, think that robs his. I think that robs his natural athleticism if he's doing it his best. And the thing is, um, with all the conversation, you look at Ben Brown. He he tries and he runs defensively hard, but he's a little bit of a liability down there. We can't carry two of them. Yeah, I mean, I think Ben Brown on his own should he he should be the traditional stay-at-home forward. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can have a lot of. Whilst Goldie's got that athleticism, he can cover ground. He does. I I know what you you're getting at in as much as he's got that loping, not super quick. He's not. Well, recently he hasn't been that great um, with the ball on the ground either. So I just think it. It just makes us too inflexible, in my opinion. And he doesn't have the contested um, marking this year either, so that's that as well. Yeah, I mean, he has shown that in the past, but yes, that's again, that has dropped off. And yeah, I, it does. Uh, I'm not comfortable with it. I don't think it would be. I don't think it'd be really good for us, um, particularly with the way that football's going and that need to lock the ball in. Um, otherwise, you know, the other teams are using the back half as a springboard for their attack, and Melbourne's yeah. big, big example of that with Jaden Hunt. Yeah, Melbourne and Richmond are the two ones. In terms of the small forwards, they're very quick, they know how to pressure, and they set up behind the ball with yeah. good yeah. coaching. Yeah. So. Okay, so I think that pretty much answers that question. The next one he's got is, what kid, 10 games or less, isn't getting enough attention from the North fans as a potential gun. And I'm yeah. actually, well, I think, no, I think the, um, I think the North fans are pretty big on Zerha. I think Sam Durden's getting probably not as much love as he probably should have been, particularly after his game on the weekend. I mean, 11 marks, eight of which intercept was a great performance from the guy, but uh, people are a bit gun shy about him. Hmm. I think that's just the lack of appreciation defenders get in general. Uh, you got to stand. You got to be really, really, really good defender to get attention. But even Nielsen probably got a bit, like, particularly when he was in the middle of that big uh, purple patch of form in the VFL. I'm not saying that he. I'm I'm very happy with Nielsen, but um, he he got a fair bit of love from the North fans. But yeah, Durden not so much, which is a bit. It's a bit puzzling, but... Yeah, probably for me, not so much under 10 games, but under the 30 games, it's probably Ryan Clark in terms of... He gets probably attacked a bit more because he looks like he's running in mud half the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's been very versatile. He played at half-back in in defence. He played on the wing. And I actually think he's got something in terms of a cup accumulated type player, but... He, he played a much better game last week. 
Yeah, well, he, he was playing got yeah. back, which was strange because he's not particularly strong one-on-one. Even Mountford probably best him in a one-on-one, but he, he, he rebounded very well, which is what you need. And probably taught him a few things to be defensively accountable, that's probably why he played there. But I wonder how much of that was actually the game plan suiting him. Because I, that, I, I had the same it thought. Does. Undoubtedly. Like, I mean, even Mountford really had a better game than some of the previous ones because of the style of the game. Because, I mean, whilst, again, whilst he, you know, you say that Clark was running like he was stuck in mud, he covers ground. He has that work rate. Uh, Mountford's probably a bit quicker, but the same sort of style. And I thought that that was really good. That style of play was really good for those particular players. Um, Even I reckon Josh it Williams as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had a he had a pretty productive game for someone someone playing their first game as a late call up. And um, averages about ten to twelve places at VFL. He seems to be one of those guys that just has the same level no matter where he plays. Mm. I mean, that's judging off one AFL performance, of course, but. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that that style of play really suited us, and I think that was pos- possibly would have been even more improved. But if uh, Corey Wagner was coming off for wing, I think that would have really suited the way he plays as well. But obviously, he was injured, and can't always get what we want. But <laughs> that's that's um, yeah, no, I just think that that's probably where we can see in the future Clark and. Mountford particularly, probably start to go up a level. Fair enough. All right. Um, his last question was, is it possible that Scott is tanking the selection for a bit of the draft pick? I'll, as let, long Quiv, as tells, I'll let Quiv have this one. <laughs> I don't want to answer this. Um, as long as he tries to win on game day, is there an actual problem with that? Surely playing kids when you might, can't make the finals is the best time to do it. Um I don't. I don't think he was tanking the selection. I honestly think that he was picking the best twenty-two based on injuries and form. Um, but I'll let um, Quiv have his um, say. Oh, well, I, I had it. I say earlier, I guess, um, and the answer is yes. Yes, I do. But I, I don't really have much more to add to what I said earlier about it. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> Maxie, jump in if you've got any um, insights to add, mate. Um, not sure if there's really much. This is probably more of a inner working sort of ideas. But if you've got anything to add. Uh, no, not at the moment. I think pretty much said Yeah, no. what I said before and that, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, we have just, a... I think it's um, yeah, a losing experience and... Um, injuries, um, you more yeah. experienced players this year. Yeah, no, fair enough. No worries. All right, we'll go into Philly's question. And Max, you can ask, you can answer these ones from a Melbourne point of view if, and just imagine that you're in the running for this one. Um, if you could have A, Dusty and pick one and 18, B, Josh, pick one and 18, Josh and Dusty without any of the above picks or win the last two or win two of our remaining games and get picks four and 22, which would you pick? 
I'll take Josh and Dusty, thanks. I'm a C. Yeah, I'm definitely Josh and Dusty with no picks. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm C, but I'm reluctant because of just how much long-term it's going to cost us. I know we have the space, but long-term it's going to be a lot. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, at the same time, um, the increase in the salary cap, um, you know, playing like with Josh and Dusty, we might, you know, put front-loaded or back-loaded. I think it's... I think the, um, I think the recruitment team would certainly have um, covered themselves for all possibilities in that, if that was the result. Um, yeah. I would... If that pick four was pick three um, and we couldn't get Josh or Dusty, I wouldn't be too worried. Um, I think also, I'm not sure if um, Philly means also that we could be trading other players like Goldstein elsewhere or whether they're part of that deal or whether, you know, whether we can get picks elsewhere from other means. I'm not sure, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with options C. Yeah. Just from a Melbourne perspective, is there any trade targets or draft targets you're looking at in terms of needs, like key position, midfielders? What what would Melbourne need next draft? A bit more run off the back line. Maybe someone like Zach Jones come play with his brother next year. Yeah. The inside track. <laughs> would Melbourne have the salary cap to afford a, probably a player like Jones, because I know he's probably asking for a bit more coin than he's at Sydney. Yeah, I'd say so. I think uh, I'm not sure what our cap situation is like, but yeah, I think uh, with Lumumba, like um, his salary gone, so might be able to cover it with that. Because mm, he was on about 400k plus or something ridiculous like that, wasn't he? So, I think, yeah, something like yeah, 500. Jesus, what a waste of money. Yeah, <laughs> No. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> we can use that money on his trip to enlightenment or what the... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, dear. Any... Okay. That's I think questions? that's it for questions. Um, so we may as well go straight into the preview for this week. Um, Saturday, 1.45 local time at Blundstone Arena. Um, ins for North are Tarrant, Proust and Zeeble. They are replacing Larky, which is listed as having a knee issue. So I'm not sure if he'll be playing VFL. Zahar admitted. Josh Williams admitted. The three emergencies are Anderson, Williams and Zahar. For Melbourne, there is no change. Their emergencies are Pedersen, Wagner and Maynard. Um, how do we see this game going, guys? Uh, Max, you might want to kick us off. Yeah, well, but yeah, I think um, I don't know how we'd go playing in Tasmania and that coming off the Darwin heat and um, should be interesting anyway because um, yeah, I remember watching you against the Crows down there and annihilating them. Yeah, I don't know. I think the key, yeah, we just got to stop Ben Brown and um, yeah, I'm not sure if we have anyone to match up on him. So is Oscar okay. McDonald, uh, I haven't seen a lot of Oscar McDonald, is he a sort of a, a strong sort of gorilla type defender or is he more a sort of a running fullback kind of 
Um, yeah, he's still like fit. Um, yeah, I think he gets out muscled a bit in contests, but um, yeah, I think he's more of a running type. Probably play oh. frost frost on him, but yeah, okay, I don't know okay. Yes, but but I'm hoping we can finally break the streak. <laughs> the big streak, the elephant in the room. Yeah, well, I, I, I agree with that. I think Frost—he has a good. Frost is very quick, so is Brown on the leads off. That's actually a very good matchup. Frost yeah. can get beaten too much one on one. He does now and again against the very big gorillas, but not too often. And yeah, McDonald on weight depends how good a game. Weight could do nothing all game, or he could kick six. We don't know. <laughs> and I don't even think weight knows. It just it. However it falls, it falls. <laughs> yeah, the footy gods are weird on this one. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably one of the most enigmatic players in the league. It's, I mean, you'd enjoy watching him if you weren't a North supporter, but, you know, you, we've certainly had his frustrating moments since he's been here. Um, so how's how did Trimgrove come back after his uh, comeback game? Um, I think he had a pretty solid game like I started off pretty well and I think he faded towards the end like just trying to get yeah I think he was just trying to get back to the pace of the game yeah 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 he was solid and yeah he gets another run this week oh yeah it's a good story because he's spent so much time injured and you know before his injury he was developing into a really really good player but um it'll be yeah um, yeah, and hopefully he has a good game without having too good a game, I suppose. <laughs> um, in terms of conditions, I think it's likely to be cold and wet from what I understand, which is I think actually, Yeah, which minimum, is yeah. minimum of three, maximum of 14, and 70% chance of rain. So mm. if, you're, if you're going, uh, make sure you pack the thermals. Um, but I don't... I think, if it, particularly if it's wet, I think that aids Melbourne, but also yep. hurts them a little bit as well um, because of that run coming from Hunt, Jetta, Salem, Hibbard. That, like, just the heavier conditions might negate that, but at the same time, their contested ball with Petrarca, Lewis, Oliver is quite strong. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I, I think. I think the North to to um to be competitive, we need a a um A grade performance from Zebel, Cunnington, Swallow, Demont. I think it will be a bit of a slug fest, particularly if it's wet. Um, particularly later in the game, I don't know if it's going to be the freewheeling um, North Melbourne side that we saw last week, and I I'm not a hundred percent pessimistic about this but i do hold a little bit of hope but just looking at the um the strengths of melbourne i think they might get a hold of us here yeah i agree with that i think we're a bit too tall in the fence in terms of we've got Nils thompson tarrant durden it's a very tall back line for us i would expect one of them to be a late change i expect durden to go out because nielsen can play tall and small so I see Tarrant go yep. to Hogan. Thompson probably go to McDonald, as he's done a few times. 
and Nixon yep. probably on Watts. And whoever we can rotate onto Petrarca, who's very dangerous up yeah. forward, and he rests up forward. He's a big, big threat up forward. Especially yeah, so maybe, maybe that's the thinking if they do keep the four, the four tools, because I think if Petrarca goes forward, I God stretches. think Scott, Scott Thompson's probably the guy. Only because he's done the job on a smallish forward like, I mean, okay, granted it was a few years ago, but he's done the job on Betts and Ballantyne in terms of the small forward, but yet he's got enough strength to play a, a key forward as well. Not saying that Petrarca's a key forward, but he's a very strong player. Yeah. Um, I'll also be sending Gibson to Oliver just to shut down that handball outlet. From the clearance, that's what's going to hurt us. As soon as he gets that handball out to guys like Hunt, Salem, etc., it's just going to slaughter us. See, I'd, I'd sooner, I think if we do that, we um, we lose a bit of Sam Gibson's endurance. I wouldn't be adverse to seeing him lining up on someone like Jaden Hunt. Um, in terms of Oliver getting the extracting the ball. You know, it's not really that kind of player. Is not the kind of player that you really sort of tag as such because they usually they they're used to playing in the congestion and if they bred the ball. Yeah, the I'm tag just, is going to be largely irrelevant. Yeah, but um, the thing is, that's what we did to Sloan, and that's what people have done to Sloan. So he does play that inside role, all right. But you do yeah, have a point with that. Yeah. It's hard to tag someone on the inside. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean. Like I said, I think I I would put, I would sooner tag one of their runners and then just play head to head everywhere else. Um, you know, I, I mean, I would line up with Ben Cunnington standing next to Clayton Oliver, but it's going to be a head to head contest. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, what do you think? Like, who else has got input? <laughs> Oh, I agree again with everything said. Um, despite the fact that I said I want to lose and we're tanking and all this, uh, this is the one game I do like. I want to win. I like the, the idea of a streak, and I'd like that to continue. Uh, but with you, I, I I agree. I think the conditions are going to suit Melbourne a bit better, uh, particularly if we do go in as tall as we are. Uh, and, yeah, I'm expecting this to be quite a low-scoring game game, um, depending on what time this wet weather comes in. Uh, with mm. Tasmania, you expect it to be pretty windy as well, so it's yeah. not going to be the prettiest game to watch. I don't <laughs> no, no, no. Um, hopefully we don't get any repeats of that um, West Coast game where players were kicking it and it was going backwards. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that was frustrating to watch. Um, Max, what would you say is the one thing that Melbourne has that North doesn't, or that Melbourne has, that would uh, give them a big um, advantage in this one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just yeah, our run and um, con- um, contested footy. Yeah, that's been up this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they definitely have. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I apologise everyone about the audio. It's a bit, bit shocking with Skype at the moment, the internet connection. So 
might be mine, it might be someone else's, I'm not sure. So I apologise in advance for that, guys. Skype will be losing the contract if this continues. Oh, it is losing <laughs> the contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, sorry, getting back to, to, to the D, Maxi, um, what, I suppose, well, flipping that on its head, what are you most concerned about North? Um, I don't know, just the forward line. Um... So would so... you say that... Um, okay, so you've got Sam Frost on uh, Ben Brown. Do you think? Do you think that? I mean, obviously that from looking at your list, um, Oscar McDonald going to to wait. Do you see that as being a good matchup or a bad matchup? Or yeah, I think that'd be a good matchup. And like, yeah, if it comes down to it, can throw Tom back there as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the conditions, if it's as bad as that they make out, I mean, would you almost sort of just put Jesse Hogan one out in the goal square, McDonald back to cover weight, or even play third, like just loosen defence, and then have you know Watts, Garlett, Petraka all running around the ball at the foot of the pack? So I could see that being a bit of an issue for us. Yeah, I think you need a small forward line. If it's going yeah. to be wet. Yeah. Anything to add, boys? No, that pretty much covered it, really. We have to get yep, it. No worries. Soon. <laughs> yep, the most important part of the night is the Sam Kerridge Award. Um, ben, kick us off, mate. Oh, well, Melbourne don't have too many options these days, so it's a bit hard. It's probably a compliment to them. Looking at their list, probably Melksham's the one that stands out to me. He's he's not a bad player by any means. He's just a soup. <laughs> I'll have to nominate him. Okay, uh, Quiff. Funnily enough, out of everyone, um, Kafer he just stole the guy I was going to pick as well. I really like him. I I don't think he's that bad at all, honestly. But uh, there's nobody really worse than him in that list, I guess. Um. um yeah, so I'd, I'd stick with Melton as well. Okay. Um, Maxi, yeah. from your point of view, who would be your, I think you called it the Kent Kingsley Cup? Is that right? Um, yeah, that's what they call it on our board. Yep, yep. Okay, so who from North wins it for you? Um, I don't know. Probably Magic Door. He'll probably <laughs> have a big one this week after that spray. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is highly likely as well. Because, <laughs> yeah, a few weeks back, um, Drew Petrie kicked four against us. Oh, God. <laughs> Who? So, <laughs> Dead to us, mate. We don't know that. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think uh, one name sticks out in neon lights, and I'm not going to be particularly um, original with this one. For me, it's Jake Melksham. I don't possibly rate him as highly as Ben or um, Quib does, but yeah, I mean, there's just too much quality elsewhere for for us to look elsewhere. It's probably okay. Cool. He's oh, pretty so. much the whipping boy on the team anyway at the moment. I could see that. Yeah, but he did kick three last week. He was he's starting to come good. Just in time for the winter carriage, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a nailed on certainty then. Um, okay, uh, before we wrap up, guys, uh, we got anything anything to talk about? 
No, I'm set. Yep, no. I'd just like to wish Sean a, a very happy 150th game. So are you going to just make your own memorabilia? Yeah, I'm going to um, have a banner for him to run through and I'm going to just push my TV through it as the sound's going, as, as we're walking <laughs> out to the ground. Oh, so you're flying down to Tassie, are you? Oh, yeah, I wish. I think it's this too is cold the, for me. The comfort of his own heated <laughs> lounge room. Anyway, uh, Are we going to uh, get the limited edition 150 lithograph? Very well, May. Very well, May. <laughs> okay, fair enough. One of everything they release. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Were you producing it? Oh, well, I produced one. Um, no, no, I don't have the skills. You could do one of those ones where he's running down the wing and, like, the first photo, like, there's, there's you know, that sort of that sh- sort of running sort of blur and the first photo is when he started and it morphs <laughs> into it when he, the current to day. To the turnover? That would be somewhere in the middle because I think he's turned <laughs> that corner. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, North fans look out for that coming from Quiv Productions. I'm sure that'll be a, a, a stocking filler for the Christmases to come. Um, if there's nothing else, guys, I think that's it. Max, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's always good to get, get a, a opposition perspective. Um, what's your actual tip for the game? Um, tipping, yeah, the Ds. Bye. Do I have to do a margin? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you, can. <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> 28. 28, okay, no worries. Uh, ben? I'll, I'll, I'll tip North, of course I'll tip North. North by 13. Okay, no worries. Uh, Quip? Yeah, I'll be uh, going against North. Um, I think Demon's somewhere between one and three goals. Okay. Unfortunately, another close loss for North. I'm going to tip North by one point oh, and geez, Brad don't... Scott and Brad Scott to tear these journalists apart in the press conference. <laughs> We've waited seven years for it to happen. Maybe you can start now. Well, he, he did have a crack at the umpires, and I think... Yeah, and it know, cost us 80 grand. Well, I mean, you're not going to get fined for yelling at, um, you know, the, the local rag over there. So I think um, if he was ever going to do it, having a win by point and after this, this week would be the perfect time. Okay, well, I think that's all we have uh, for this evening. Uh, um, thanks for listening, guys, um, and I hope your team wins this week. Well, not Max's, but everyone else's. <laughs> all right, guys, see ya. Bye-bye. Good luck.